is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Nice to have your company on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. It's a Thursday afternoon this week, episode 31, series 8. Craig Hutchison, and Damien Barrett with you in the South Bank studios and Hutchie, I don't know where to start today. Lots of options. It might be the fact I start with you and your involvement with a company by the name of Rio Tinto. Were you wearing a yellow T-shirt yesterday with your name Craig <laughs> on it, like the Prime Minister was when he announced and uh, launched a Rio Tinto exercise nice, during the week? Nice, funny to start with, Damo. Hello. Well, nice. is part of my information right? You were with Rio yes, Tinto no, executives we, yesterday in Perth. Yes, in Perth yesterday we announced a whole of sport partnership with Rio Tinto for Did basketball. Did you have a yellow T-shirt with the name Craig was next to the Rio Tinto logo? The red Perth Wildcats tie. It's a great deal for the sport, for the Perth Wildcats, for everybody involved in for Rio and for Basketball WA and the Perth Lynx, who especially do a lot of work in the community as alongside the Wildcats and who are in uh, in were in a degree of need of a, a partnership of that magnitude as part of their future, but also the work they're doing in the community and in right around the state, Damo. So it's a landmark day, as they say. Yep. And uh, no, no shit required. And, uh, and Simon, who's the CEO of Rio, is a, is a wonderful guy. So it was, it was good to see Elbow get up there on Sunday, Damo. And nice to see you got your finger on the pulse of the well, West Australian media. I wanted to start with Elbow wearing the yellow shirt with uh, the name Anthony on it, alongside the Rio Tinto logo. As Prime Minister of this country, should he be wearing such... Attire? Well, it was a safety requirement to be on the side of the work that was being done. So I don't think he please, had any. Please, such yeah, please. Oh, don't you don't don't get all please precious about every last little thing in life. Just the, be a, so the prime minister's happily out there promoting private enterprise. I don't think in, he's in a, in a in a advertising. I think sense. he's been pro business since he got in, and it's you could. Uh, there's not many businesses, if any, in Australia that have contributed more to us in the last three years. So if you if you think well, not not through any great. Um, initiative other than having access to the, the company's goods in the land. They've been an incredible driver of the community. 28,000 West Australian oh. employees. I think he was entitled to, to do what he did on Sunday, Damo. So th- thanks for checking in on that. Nice to... I don't think... Okay, I'll just go with that. I don't think it's a great look. He's wearing the Rio Tinto Anthony yellow shirt with the You're not very collar. supportive of too many things, so I'd, I'd expect nothing less of you. I have a question for you, Willie. Yeah. The footy show doing a grand final edition... Have you been interviewed yet for the scene? Yeah, I was. Have you been interviewed? I'm assuming you have been. And in fact, I asked of your appearance last week, and at that stage, it didn't surprise me to hear that your diary had been a bit full and uh, you were booked in but hadn't done it at, at that stage. How did your interview go? Because the it's promising to be a bit of a, not warts and all, but a, a deeper behind the scenes look. The it, tone of the questions that are kicking around have been a bit interesting. Yeah. So hang on, have you done it? Not yet. No, no I, I have. Yeah. And it was. So were you grilled? Um. I got a prepared list of questions, and there were a couple of generally provocative ones there, including a little stoush I might have had with Ed one night, which actually was reported about at the time. Yep. In the end, that question didn't come up, but there were other um, moments of tension that were referred to, yeah. Do you think, yeah. do you think many of those will see the light of day? No, no not, not with me. No, <laughs> I reckon I might have uh, spoken for, I don't know, let's go with 40 minutes, 45 yep. minutes, and I, I reckon I'll probably get, in the two shows I believe they're doing, one for grand final parody yep. set slash skit type of presentation in grand final week, and the other one's going to be like I think a 30-year anniversary celebration when it kicks around next year. Is that right? Yep, Is that, something that's, something yeah, something like that, yeah. I would, I would think, Hachi, I might get two seconds out of the entire two shows. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things that, that I haven't – I sit down on Friday to do it. Okay. And by the way, I, I half suspect that I say this tongue-in-cheek, I thought I was an afterthought because when I – 
<laughs> when I said, oh, what, let's go, who's been interviewed? How's this working? I haven't, let, I haven't heard anything. And there was a lot of, oh, no, wait on, your interview's coming. We're going to get to you tomorrow and all that. So I, I think I was left off the initial list, Dave. <laughs> okay. And you'd well, already been contacted before me. No, I, I think so, I was in the same category as you, to be honest with you. Because obviously, yeah, let's face it, as much as uh, you had more of a role than I did over the journey, um, we're, it was, it's we're, all about the host, isn't it? We're meaningless in the history of the show. But the if, yeah, it might be sort of, what do you reckon, a, a token 10, 15 second grab each, do you reckon, might be better go? <laughs> I'm not even sure they're into tokenistic uh, presentations, are they? It's either, well, you it's either your for, content makes it or not. So, you sit down with, for 40 minutes and... But I've been sent a pre-list as well of the type of questioning. Yep. I didn't remember. The, there were so many things I didn't remember. And there were so many sketches and skits and all those things. But the one, that, one that's on the pre-list, I don't know, it's probably speaking a bit out of school, but it's a fair question to ask. I don't remember. Sportsbet ran a market on whether I'd be booed on, <laughs> on the first night I hosted the show. I don't remember that either. So clearly at, at the time... There wasn't great hopes for me as a television personality. But there was a market running was there a on whether I'd be booed or cheered. And I'd forgotten that until it came through on the pre-list today. <laughs> Is there a question of you about your last night when you got papped outside the yeah, studios yeah, and you had be. your collar yeah. inside your other collar? and Silent night. TV silent night, as I think the Herald Sun called it, <laughs> when Sam didn't speak for two hours and the whole show was built around him. So, yeah, yeah. that'll be an interesting one to get through. And then it reminded me, because um, there was a little bit of focus on the, I think it was the, it was the first skit I did where I played the piano in the yes. uh, Boomtown Rats song. You, you refused to do sketches for- I did. I reckon I was five or six You were years, taking your journalistic credibility way, way too seriously. Way too seriously, yeah. Whereas I used to ask to be in them <laughs> and play roles. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a question which didn't get asked, and, and I was thinking, yeah, this is true. Remember the grand final episodes where you're at Rod Laver Arena, and that place is jam-packed, like yep. 15,000 or whatever it held when they configured it for that for that setup that, that night. It was full, as you know, jam-packed. And you did, again, more than I did. But there was no need for news on that night, was there? And then they wanted to always cross to the news Awkward reporter. shot of you sitting in And the... it was you for, what, 10, 12 yep. years and me for 10, 12 years or whatever. But I hated that night for, for that reason. Did you? I, I loved the night, but I hated the – because it was it was 50-50 whether it was going to be a really loud boo or just a, uh, yeah. a murmuring <laughs> boo. It was never anything other than that, was it? <laughs> well, it was an entertainment show which had a new segment and yeah. – the argument of the producers was that it didn't matter how big the news was, it didn't really deserve to get on the last show because that was the ultimate entertainment show. And, and that I, was hard to cop at the time when you were doing the beat. Oh, no, I wholeheartedly endorsed it. But but I ended up agreeing with it, yeah. <laughs> like, as soon as it, was, it was pitched to me that the preliminary final was the last show of the year and there was yeah. grand final week of no pressure, <laughs> I agreed. Yeah. And yeah, you didn't have to put up with the awkward shot in the stands where they go, before we go to the break. Yeah. And then they moved it from the awkward shot in the stands to don't worry about the awkward shot in the stands. Just come on the stage right at the very end when we're saying goodbye. And that, yeah, okay. And I'd try yep. and hide and slink in up the back. <laughs> but then Jim would go introduce me right at the very end when no one gives a, gives a care. No. And then you'd get a boo then. Yep. Like you, so. And James said he can't do it. I'd read that in the paper. You're his turtle, so did, yeah. you, did you try and pick well, him up and take him there? Again, I'm, I'm scared to talk about this because we took the you-know-what out of him on Triple M, I think it was last week, and it was picked up, as happens, verbatim in the Herald Sun. That's and gonna, now, and now I can't me. remember what is and isn't the truth around it. We're hanging, you know, what on him for, for not doing it, but I can't remember. I actually can't remember why he's not doing it, whether he's unavailable or whether Channel 7. Yep. And anyway, I, and I actually, I actually forget what the actual reason is now he can't do it, he's but starting, he's not doing it. He's starting. I predicted the TJ clickbait, didn't I, some weeks ago? Yeah, you did. You've been big on that. The, the Verity, I've got a feel for Verity, Damo. <laughs> yeah. I was ahead of the Tom Brown. I predicted the Tom Brown. Well, Verity. you were, you were Tony number Jones one. Tony Jones has become the number one Verity act in in Melbourne where we live. 
You were number one, I reckon. One. You, 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 I, know, I told you factually you were not, you're in the top ten at one stage. It's it's always nice when you slip out of the verity. <laughs> I think just, you have, actually. Yeah, no question about that. You're still clickable. Less, but less relevant than ever before. Uh, well, the, the, the problem you've got now is you've warmed. You've, you've, this show has warmed you, and now warm people aren't as clickable. i tell you what, we haven't heard a lot from recently. Is did, at some point, do you reckon the newspapers might look into what happened on the day of the Dan Andrews crash? Do you reckon that might get a run at some stage? <laughs> I felt like I was there for breakfast. Well, I felt like I was like I should make mirth of such they, a serious story. But it's has there been any more ways to twist and bend and investigate that day? I'll tell you what they should do. If 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 they if they can't get to the bottom of the Dan Andrews crash one, they should get to the bottom of the Dan Andrews falling over the stairs one. Either way. Because they interview, even interviewed the stairs last year, if you recall. The first line in the Herald Sun, these are the stairs. Two, there are going to be two stories that are going to live in. I want to pull this apart a bit, actually. I wanted to do it through the morning prayers lens. Is that, oh, yeah. is that okay to prayers, do it that yeah. way? Yep. Yeah. So morning prayers being the term you've given the Herald Sun powwow meeting. Sub-editors uh, and yep. editors and journos, senior and journos. journos in a room. Usually. Morning press. Would it be 10 a.m.? Most mornings, or, or maybe a bit earlier, maybe a bit earlier these I'd days. Setting the alarm to get there by ten, but yeah, let's call it. <laughs> yeah, 10. traditionally that's early, isn't it? In a, in a newspaper <laughs> office, I used to start at midday when I worked at the Herald Sun. Yeah, my first, my first shift was two, <laughs> so, and then I then I then I went into a a five pm start there. Yep. Um, no, but let, let's go with that. Morning prayers, yeah. So you've got all the heavies in the building, and you're trying to work out what's going to be on the front page the next day, basically, and, and that still goes on. So they wanted to obviously reopen for the forty seventh time. The and again, this is a serious issue to your point. There was a 15, 16-year-old uh, person on a bike who collided with the Andrews family car. Some years ago, there was a payout given to that person, but the subsequent um, outcome is that this person and this person's family and this person's legal representatives wanted to reopen it by way of a compensation claim, which is their right to do so. And the stories that spin off who was driving the car, where the Andrews were, why they left the scene and all the relevant um, detail around it. And again, there's no doubting there's a story there of some note. But to keep backing over it, um, what I love most about it today, Hutchie, we might just do it through the the lens of morning prayers. So we, we're going to revisit it. So do you want to do the be the editor or do you want to be the person pitching the story? Well, I, <laughs> you're going to force me to make fun of it. What I would say first of all is this. <laughs> Actually, this could get us into trouble. Do we want to just m- what, not do the morning prayers? What our, our craft? Because it is a serious yeah. issue. Yeah, it's a serious issue. Be yeah. what our craft. But I, w- I want to tackle it unseriously yeah. in a moment. What our craft journalism, what our craft on long retired is it was built upon is journalism like this, right? So go keep investigating where there isn't, where you don't know what could come next, and keep calling in a question, keep yeah. asking questions. So that's what. Well, that's what journalism's built on. So there's a new angle. Like, if. Look, let's just talk about it then. So there's a new angle, and the bit that I did laugh at, Hutchie. Now, I don't know whether I'm allowed to laugh at things like this anymore, but there was a little picture in the presentation, both online and in the hard copy of the paper, of a, this is how he's described, and I'm not going to mention him by name, an industrial engineer and consultant to the family's legal team. And this person was Industrial engineer. Industrial, yeah, he's not industrial engineer. And he's also a, a consultant to the family's legal team. Right. But there was a photo of that person and another person in the same photo of a cardboard car. There was a, a like reenactment, a, a Barbie doll. Like it was all miniature, like all oh, like, yeah. like a Hollywood movie set. I sent you the photo. Don't act as though you don't know about it. You, I have sent it, not flagged. I don't, I don't think I can shoot it. To be fair, but. well, okay. Well, I'm telling you, there's a cardboard car, and there's a bike, 
and one one bike is actually in front of the car, and there's another bike under the back wheel. And these are all little cardboard cutouts, and there's a like a Barbie doll on one of the bikes as well. How that normally goes is okay. Camera, everyone in, morning press, right? Okay, cartoons. We need you to come at it from this angle. Graphic design over here. No, these the are cutouts. These are actual cutouts. Yep. We're going to yeah. need a reenactment team to come in over here. Do we employ someone to do the cardboard cutout? Then there'll be a, there'll be a sub editor there who's perhaps hasn't had much to do for a while on features. He'll go, I'll get involved in this. I'd be happy to work hand in glove with the, with the journalists on this because they can then build a little bit of political currency through it. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, it's all. But it, it is it's a very important part of what we do, Davis. I don't want I don't want to give it any more. Do, do you think like, this CSI style cardboard cutout with Barbie doll type character on the bike is is a compelling enough case to to think that it's should be reopened this whole case? It has it has been well a well worn path, but I do believe in dogmatic journalism, so I'm only having a bit of fun. All right, um, is Jordan Lewis a legend? Okay, tell me more. Well, Jordan Lewis, who's become a very very good commentator in a very short yep. time out of the game, I, former... I'd say he's an AFL great. I think that would be fair. Oh, Four time Premiership on. player, is he? Great. What well, you become a great, do you? Just because you're playing a Premiership, do you? Well, he's a he's a highly credentialed. Retired, yeah. He's a great of the Hawthorne Footy Club, I think. Is he? Yeah. Why? What, where are you heading? Well, I just saw this during the week. Legends' advice to dog, and it was Jordan Lewis's advice to Bailey Smith. But the yep. the hook on it was legends' advice to dog. Yep. I think that's a you think, tenuous link on the word legend. You think the creative headlines are getting a little bit out of hold, oh, out of hand around the place? Well, what's happening? He was a good player. Yeah. At two footy clubs, but legend, yep. I'm not sure. What I reckon we're in right now, if I can yep. just be, if I can give you the outsider's observation. Go for it. It's, what are we, September? Yep. Everyone's budgeted in newspapers on their subs and clicks for the year and how many subscribers. Have and, they? Yeah, well, you go, well, how many are we going to drive in 2023? And this is yeah, all papers. It's not one or the other because everyone's under a paywall now. And about this time of year, you're stretching a little bit towards the numbers that you perhaps might be 5% off or you're 7% off. There's someone walking down the corridor going, what's going on here? We're going to drive more subs. And the subs themselves, the sub editors, be a bit more creative with the headlines. So what you're getting now is uh, we're in the festival of headlines, September and October. Yeah. This is the festival of headlines. This is when you get the actual GST on the headlines. You get the extra 10%, the extra 15 the extra 20 You've picked up one there. I saw one here yesterday. Three AW afternoons in free fall after DD's axing. <laughs> free fall. I think they still have won every slot, didn't they? I mean, you know, they still had a a dominant eleven percent share, and were even in. Oh, well, not dominant. They had a they had a a good eleven percent share. Fox twelve, gold eleven, and smooth. This is 11. in DD's old that's, slot. That's in the old right? ratings metrics, which yep. is not as relevant anymore. Clearly, you don't, you never thought they were relevant unless you had a good book. But that's down from a twelve point nine. That's. I wouldn't have thought that's free for, but you <laughs> but, did click on that thinking, what's happened? They lost all their audience and then all of a sudden it's... But that's obviously yeah. a, a news limited thing against Nine News, isn't it? It's a little bit of that. We saw it in Sydney too. Someone better explain Hadley Fumes. So, so what's this about Ray Hadley? He, he's blown up, has he? He blew up because there was four points down on his ratings book, which is he said to, in his words had not happened in his 40-year career and he went over all the old... What, what, he, what I was laughed at, he said he went over all the old books. Yeah. He's kept 40 years of ratings at home. Well, I would too if I had ratings <laughs> like him. Yeah, me too, probably. Yeah. So why did he blow up, though? Because of the reporting around it well, or the fact that he's lost four points? Well, streaming, audio streaming's been allowed in, as you know, which we've been a very loud advocate of, clearly, because it's real. 
And I don't. I think the streaming numbers are very good. Still, by the way, very good on nine. But for whatever quirk he felt that the his ratings were affected by the new new system, and, <laughs> and someone had someone had to pay. So there you go. Now I want to go to another topic that you roll your eyes at when I raise fact checking. Ah, uh, we'll get that in a minute because I think you like that uh, topic. Sources. But, uh, no, Victorian racing. There's a lot of things I roll my eyes at with you. Victorian racing. All right. Actually, I had a conversation with someone during the week whose name will stay Did away. You, can no, I, no, no, you don't know this because you don't. You, you, there's no way you could know because it was a one-on-one it conversation. hit my desk. No, it didn't. <laughs> that a very prominent historical racing figure. It hit your desk because I told you and you were not to name him because I've told you not to name him. Told you this and I said this is not for publication. Okay, so I'm asked, well, again, well, I, I, didn't I, I, have, I didn't think you were clear that it wasn't for publication. Well, I now am. I think you were clear. Now that we're that recording, and th- this is on you, okay? I th- yeah, I think you And, and th- this, is, this will prove that you are not trustworthy if you want to go. You said to me, don't name the, the, the figure, which I wasn't intending to. Um, but a prominent racing figure. Uh, Yet. I, th- I might name this person next week. Rightfully like, launched at you over your bitter cynicism on Victorian on this, on this, racing. On this podcast. On this podcast. Yeah. Took aim at you. Ran into you yep. in the street? No, it wasn't down the street. Or at an event? At a at, at a at a situation. And anyway, launched. More and in, you, more you pushed back and got into an argument more about More importantly, oh, well, I'm not going to back away from one thing I've said about uh, Victorian racing as it, as he, so as he withers on, on the vine compared with New South Wales. Oh, but the reason I want to raise this today, a source of mine, Hutchie, and I will refer to this source in true age newspaper style. It's a, a source who has spoken to me on the condition of anonymity in that I do not name the person, but he's a, he, and I'll say it's a he, is a racing industry connected person. Tells me. That's a lot of tenuous links. Yeah, there is, but that's how the age does it these days. They do it five times in the one story. Uh, This person tells me that you, and you personally, not necessarily SEN, but you personally are up to your eyeballs in trying to buy racing.com. That is incorrect. Have you got a partner in that? If, if I had have said you and a third party are trying to buy racing.com. 100% factually incorrect. If I named the third party, would you deny? You can name 10 parties if you like. All Neds. of them will be incorrect. incorrect. Well, Ned's same group. Ned's, um, what else? The Ladbrokes? I don't know. Um, how, many, how, many, how many ways do you want me to say Entain, it? Entain, isn't it? It's Entain. Incorrect. Ned, you, you and Entain are looking at racing.com. Incorrect. Incorrect? Couldn't be any clearer than that. Incorrect. Have you looked at it? At racing.com? Yeah. We've provided content for them a little bit on and off, to be fair, over the years. So admire of the platform, but no, not correct. So you won't be buying racing.com? Don't believe it. Is it even remotely for sale demo by the racing industry? Okay. I think what your source might have mistaken, there was a story, I think, in the Australian that said that uh, may have been in Tain, had an interest in running or providing more content to racing.com, but that's not me or us. I'm nowhere, my hands are nowhere near this. They're in the same building as you, aren't they? Well, yeah, but they they uh, on level four here. They're one level down. That's true. Do they rent your office space? No. Right. Okay. It, you just, your story's just wrong. I don't, like, I'm trying to be polite. It's bad. It's bad mail. <laughs> so, so you're not going to buy racing.com. No. Jeez, you've got to be an edgy. You, you, you paper. You're shuffling papers. You, you've slid. Well, how many like? You got back in your chair. How many other ways can I say you're wrong other than? Have you been rejected? Is what has maybe happened to you? No. no. All right. All right. Incorrect. Um, are we more broadly interested in growing our racing business, SEN Track, 100%? Through buyingracing.com? No. Let's get serious for a moment, Hutchie. Um, we, 
or I did anyway initially, uh, have a look at the fact-checking industry on the back of the fact-checkers, <laughs> fact-checking. You stumbled onto this. Well, I did That's because, a fact. because the Sunday Footy Show somehow became a focus of a fact-check. Yes. Going back many, many years <laughs> when there was, we were basically padding time during COVID and a conversation just organically developed. It was about a player who was playing at the time who fainted and the question was asked very innocently by a panel member May it have anything to do with a vaccine? And as we know, doesn't the doesn't World War Three begin when when that conversation happened? Oh, yeah. It was an organic conversation. We actually said we don't know. Someone asked the question. I think it was a valid question, by the way. We actually said nothing other than um, we don't know. And you got a fact checked. And we got fact checked. We got which then then we realised there was an RMIT fact check lab. There was an RMIT fact check lab. There was an ABC fact check lab. And the best bit about it was, and we, and this is yep. going back a couple of series. The whole series of fact checkers. There's an international fact checking arm, and if you subscribe to <laughs> the international fact checking arm, your endorsement was a badge, which you yep. then display on your you website. Broke all this. Yeah, and there was so you get a badge. There's a world out there of people who are yeah. getting paid to check other people with. They're telling the truth. Well, it's unbelievable. So this, and then our listeners, I think, must like this topic because we both got cut in at maybe dozens of times, certainly a dozen times. There's an issue with fact checking. Yeah. Then we had the fact check fraternity reach out directly to refute the criticism. That's right. We, we got ourselves in a in a fact versus lie stoush. Yes. Through no no fault of mine or ours. But I raise that this week and today because of this story Amazing in the Guardian. Story. Facebook has suspended a key fact-checker, which monitors and debunks online claims after repeated criticisms from Indigenous voice no-campaign leaders and some conservative media media outlets about the fact-checker's work. And this is obviously uh, Facebook. And a media spokesperson said on Tuesday, the suspension, which is understood to be temporary, quote, was decided after both criticisms raised by voice opponents, but also an apparent lapse in RMIT Fact Lab accreditation with a global group known as the International Fact Checking Network. (laughs) Membership of the network is a requirement to be part of Meta's fact checking program. Hang on a minute. Let me just, let me, I'm a bit of a simple guy, don't I? You work in these sort of high end, highbrow circles. Oh, yeah. So for the person on the street out there, which is me, what you're saying is this. The old Facebook have suspended the RMIT Fact Lab yep. from their platform in part because they forgot to get their accreditation and badge renewed. That's what it comes down to. Is that what it comes down to? I think that's what it comes down to. <laughs> <laughs> that's a requirement to be part of the and then, fact-checking program. And didn't RMIT Fact Check Lab and Fact Lab or whatever else it's called, didn't, Outraged. They, didn't they blow up? Yep. Oh, did they yep. dirty up? They couldn't go to Facebook, oh. Instagram or Threads because they're all owned by Facebook. So yep. they've had to go where? TikTok? <laughs> and then, LinkedIn. But then the international fact-checking group, then it, it dirtied up too. And a global fact-checking body has defended... Well, One of its own, The Hutchie. global fact-checking body should have checked in themselves on whether they'd actually oh. done the accreditation. When you when you are checking things as a living, yep. checking that your credentialed should be somewhere in the in the criteria, shouldn't it? Well, the badge must have disappeared off the website. Like the badge is the whole thing. The badge. That's part that gets you, you on the tour. You get a badge. You actually get a badge. Yep. So, so when that when their Monday morning prayers happens, Damo, the yeah. fact-check lab... Right, let's go over a few things that I found from the weekend that I reckon might not be true here. Couldn't Sunday. mind fact-checking this, this, this F- and this. Five people on the Sunday footy show had a <laughs> yeah. weird conversation about, about a player leaving the field. We can fact-check that. Agenda, okay. Any yeah. observations, right? General business at the end. And then the uh, lawyer then goes, just checking we've got our uh, accreditation. <laughs> for the- well, we'll deal with that tomorrow. And out of time. Did they fact-check this story I also read during the week? Hutchie officially, Hutchison takes on netball in new radio rights deal. Yes. 
a broadcast expert, comma, and this is good. Oh, so I was on the end of the anonymous source story. Who requested anonymity due to commercial sensitivities but did not have direct knowledge of the SEN deal. That's the attribution there. Said such deals often did not generate broadcast revenue for the sport but that netball may receive, quote, a slight share of advertising. However, a Netball Australia source, who was not authorised to speak publicly, confirmed SEN had purchased the rights. Have you? Well, the first sentence was interesting, wasn't it? Because the the broadcast expert admitted they had no direct knowledge of the deal before they went on to comment about the deal. I haven't <laughs> seen that before, have you? <laughs> well, we're seeing all sorts of attribution in sources these days. Well, you can imagine the age writers now having to write these things in, in these clauses. Like, I don't honestly. think they are writing it. Are they? Well, we, we highlighted last week, and we highlighted it via a Peter Ryan story, who I will yep. back over and forever say, one of the great guys and one of the great journos. But yep. There were five different wordy references to sources he'd use. And I keep saying, when I see Peter Ryan's byline, I don't need the attribution to be explained the way it's explained. I know that what Peter Ryan writes is going to be as close to accuracy as you could get in media in 2023. I don't need all the little caveats and asterisks on the the, um, sources, but clearly that organisation requires them. What I would would say about Nepal is I look at it and we're only a few months in, I see nothing but opportunity and possibility. I see nothing but great athlete, great sport, great potential. The, the, some of the negative commentary around it led by the media who are looking for... Hang on, you're bagging the media now. I am. I am. <laughs> well, there, there You've become be, so big. There seems to be... You've become it, so big you're now bagging the media. There seems to be... <laughs> it, it's peculiar to netball because I haven't experienced it in other sports we've been in as yet. There seems to be a attempt to find a fault, widespread fault, in a sport that's going through a transformation. I couldn't be more. We couldn't be more excited about this sport or the possibility we see around it. I would hope others start to share on scale that view because this sport, best, won the world championship, best country in the world, uh, great league, great broadcast, great member association, so much good. Yes, there's some things to work through, and the player deal is one of them. The, the uh, death row is not the right word, but the, the cynicism, it's, it's like walking into a, um, a room full of demos at the moment. See, you, you nearly got through half an hour without needing to use me as your, your little patsy for every little line and, and issue you've got in life, Hutchie. You, so, nearly, you nearly got through half an hour. So I would just say to the, to the broader, uh, those who broadly cover the sport, like, and I, I understand we're brand new and don't understand the history, but it's, there's so much possibility and opportunity. Like, I'm, I couldn't be more glass half full on nipple. Okay. Uh, AFL finals. You're getting a bit sick of being called a cynic. I, I am, because, you know, <laughs> I'm happy to occasionally refer to one, and I admit to, to being one myself, but not to not as the butt of every single time you want to uh, refute something on this show. Um, how are you going with that wildcard round, Hutchie, with Essendon losing by 196 points combined in the last Two weeks of footy. That would have been how you going with Adelaide? Good. How are you going with Adelaide being robbed of a final spot they were entitled to in a wild card weekend would have given them the fair opportunity to do that. Not a bad comeback that one. Not a bad comeback that one. But you, you can't factor in wild card matches because of human error in yeah. in decision making. You're happier this Friday and Saturday night sitting home doing nothing. No, I don't, watching I, I don't big... think I like that either anymore. I, I'm, I'm actually coming around to it being the post prelim final weekend being the bye for maybe it's the as concussion simple, reasons. The concussion reasons, yeah. Yeah. Can you afford to do movement industry based upon potentially one or two players? No, you can't. But if they do want to reset the season at some stage late in the piece, albeit, 
And I, I go back to what happened in Perth. You were in Perth yourself. You you noticed oh, it, it was you, a great period. Lobster delivered by Basil's implants. You that, did that a pretty disproportionate. Was, uh, that was experience. when I was uh, that was when I was locked in quarantine. You're getting lobster turned up on the door every morning. Hachi. And clothing. When I got out, you managed to um, afford me and others a very nice dining experience on one occasion. Oh, that's right. What did we do? We went went out in the boat, didn't we? We went on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> That were good days. I was able to scrounge two hours that day and went out in a boat. <laughs> I think we didn't think that was for public broadcast, but that's fair enough. Well, you told me not to mention it. Can't be trusted. <laughs> well, I think the aspect was who else was on the boat with us was more the issue. Yeah, right. It? It's probably yeah. won't be time to end this episode, is it? How far in are we? <laughs> well, we'll get to the question of the week and we, we might have a couple of other topics yep. after it. On the sounding board, it's our question of the week for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. Tom Burns on email. Hachi, can you get your thoughts on the pricing structure and accessibility of watching AFL overseas? I'm travelling through Europe for a few weeks and wanted to watch Shuey and Hearn's farewell game. After ringing around to London pubs with no luck, I went to watch AFL, where in order to watch a game, I'd have to pay $24 for a weekly subscription, the 12-month and finals-only packages, prices aren't much cheaper. Surely, if the AFL is trying to grow the game overseas, it needs to offer discount packages, more options, and better incentives for the casual punter and pubs. Even as a footy-mad punter, I didn't cough up the money. A curious observer would be no chance, in my opinion. Yeah, the the AFL product overseas, on visually, I, look, to be honest, I've lost track of who owns it. Is it Telstra or which it once was? I, I, or Fox I don't or know either, yeah. The AFL yeah. or a combination. You three. would have once... Taking it on board, wouldn't you, when you're overseas more often yeah, than you well, are? Now. Yeah, it, yeah, it's expensive now, though. Like it's it's probably the most expensive streaming product in the world. And what, I think one of the why, well, I suspect but don't know. One of the reasons for that is the it's a captive market, an expat Australian market who yeah. want to watch the footy. There's not a lot of them, so you need a, it's hard to create scale. But they're going to watch it no matter what it costs because they're missing home so much. So no, well, Tom just said he wouldn't even for one. Yep. Yeah, Tom, I'll give you an, an idea. There's a pub in in the city near Leicester Square called the Clubhouse. It's only been open about yeah. 10 months. They'll have AFL on for you in the mor- in late mornings and on a beautiful TVs, HD quality TVs. Oh, it's, a multi, so. it's a multi setup. It's about 10 the one big screen, but about 10 or 12 around it. It's always AFL on. The food is superb mm. for a pub, pub fair. The, the, qual- the bar is good. I'd suggest you book a table and uh, – it's and drink wise when you're there, but it's it's spot on and it's right in the centre of the action. You're not far from Covenant Gardens. You're not far from Leicester Square. I think it's only a two block walk from the Piccadilly uh, drop off. So where well, you go, that would be more and it's free. That would be my suggestion, Damo. Nice suggestion. Well, um, we're at a, someone asked me the other day about on Twitter on the Sony Board account about NFL starting. So just to tick that off too, we have said this before, but if you're going to New York and want to watch the NFL games. Actually, someone did ask, yeah. hit you up for that, actually. Yeah. I think the Smithfield is the safest bet. It's not no Riviera where, as we know, we loved and the food was so bad you did a rubber gloves just to hold the menu. But <laughs> the, the Smithfield is on give or take 25th and 5th, somewhere around there. You can Google it. I thought it. it was in the 30s, but don't hold me to that either. But you, you introduced me to that um, one on the last trip I think I did there, good, which is before COVID. Good, good, good screens. Yeah, good burgers. burgers. Good, really good burgers. Good food. Seven or eight yeah. TVs. You are inside. It'll be sunny in September, October. So that's you know not, not ideal. But, and it's still open. And still going strong. And then that's the one o'clock games. 
and there's a nine game, so you want to get as many as you can. And then when you get down to the four o'clock games where there's only three or four, yep. you can then go to a bit more of your party sort of bar, your bounce or your Ainsworth or some of those venues. And, but then, and then hold something in reserve to then do the 8.30 game. Do that. just in That's a one pub option. So that opens yeah. up the post up at all those you know, Mexican restaurants or because you know, everyone's got a telly. So you can you got you yeah. go from limited options to wider options to unlimited <laughs> options in the space of a three game cycle. And on then Sunday. do it all again the following day yeah. for the Monday night footy. Yep. And uh, or football as they call it. And uh, drink, it is exciting. You're going to have a beer drink responsibly on the day. I always do that and generally take a bike so I can do two or three venues to watch some different footy. <laughs> yeah, that's how I would do it. You crashed that bike one famously one day when you don't, chain snapped. I don't recall that. I do. <laughs> you went flying across four, 14 lanes of traffic. Somehow there was nothing coming on. It wasn't your fault. You, you, your the, chain just broke. Not, but, yeah, I, yeah, I want to put the We the could laugh. Bike, at, we could I laugh. I put the bike under too much pressure to be fair. <laughs> we could laugh about eight minutes later, but... For those eight minutes, actually, until I didn't know yeah. you had you broken your leg, your head, where I was going to see you again, yeah. you're going to wake up. Yeah, it was it was not a nice moment. But you, uh, yeah, you, you've introduced me to the bikes there too. Um, that might be it, Hutchie. What do you think? Yep, that's been wonderful today. Thank you. Very <laughs> do you want to be honest about that? That wasn't our best show, was it? That's right. <laughs> it's been the sounding board. For it wasn't dr- our best. Sorry. That's been the sounding board for Drink Wise. If you want to fact check, this has been a bad episode. <laughs> no, there's no need to fact check it. It was a bad episode. Choose to Drink Wise. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow and to send a question to the boys, email thesoundingboard at sen.com.au, follow the show on Twitter at Sounding Board EP and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Drinkwise.